me about this song was that it's so LA and having grown up and having lived in California for a few years this just made me nostalgic but also the overall message in the song because the opening line of this track says is work important or am I important and he says work is important but let him explain why it's because he does it to provide for the ones that he loves he does it so that he can support his mother his wife and their future kid and overall it's just the message is that if you have something that you're passionate about, go through with it. Don't give up and then do it because you love it most of all, but do it because you're trying to be the one who the other who these people around you can rely on. It's called one and only, as in one, as in the Korean currency, one. So that will do it for this week's Asian Wave 101. The Arts Report is coming up after us. And that will do it for this week's. If you have, if you have any requests for me at all, don't hesitate to send it my way. AsianWave101 at gmail.com. I will speak to you again next time. I'm your host, Steve Zhang, live in Vancouver for CITR 101.9 FM from the UBC campus on unceded Musqueam territory. That is it for Asian Wave 101. Simon Dominic to play us out. Arts Report up next. Peace. I'm ill, it is dangin' Cause I'm ill, more book and more buy it. Dan G nigga don't need to eat a guess. I do it for love, cause that shit I'm a no down like top of night for us on jana no we up chat be with do one the go shit on the rapper do but jump boo us they got to be on the don't it don't do nothing nigga dar my the such a swap bang shall i hack the mot the gun that we damn boom duck tick who go stop me in a crude hot tail dark good time i'm up on the on a momo nigga then on that shit wait and nigga hat you get arm on the not them is army dialogue in our bape i'm jana y'all just hacking out of me got me down it got it again come on nigga mara okay Sarangane
Welcome to another edition of the Arts Report. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Uh, my name is Christine. I'm going to be your host for today in studio. Uh, we have quite a number of guests, so please do stay tuned till the very end of our hour-long sh show. Um, we are broadcasting to you live from the University of British Columbia, Vancouver campus on unceded Musqueam territory. And um, our first guest today is Craig. And Craig... You are here to, to talk to us about your uh, career as a trumpet player, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tell me about um, what are some of the big things coming up for you um, here in Vancouver? Well, so I am on the tail end of a 12-day uh, tour across Canada releasing a solo trumpet disc called Cut and Gouge, and I'm playing this evening at Merge uh, down on Powell Street um, as, part of a CD, as part of the tour. Tell me a little bit about Cut and Gouge. Is um, What kind of inspired you to um, start that and um, this whole 12-day tour, too? Um, what were some of the biggest, I guess, motivating factors? Well, for me, um, I think there's a long history of, of kind of improvised music and contemporary music that does kind of solo trumpet. It's kind of a... Um, a large endeavor to try and create a solo record with an instrument like the trumpet, which is a solo instrument, like it's just one line. There's not a lot to do with it beyond what you can put into it um, and what you can find. And I think that this record took me about uh, three years to put together and um, explore all the different kind of compositional techniques and musical ideas that I could, uh, as well as kind of develop the you know, artistic drive and impetus to put something out that I was really felt good about. Um, and the tour uh, is partially self-serving in that I have family in Victoria and I live in Montreal. And I figured the best way to spend my first couple weeks of December uh, to come visit them would be to travel out and play music for everybody across the country, and which is what I did. And tell me about what has the reception been like? Um, the uh, Have you gotten any feedback from um, audience members? Um, has, it, has it been a generally positive experience for you thus far? Yeah, it's been a really lovely and wonderful experience. I toured about... Um, I think about 40 days this year, which by some standards is not very much, and by some standards it's a lot. But what I really tried to do in eastern Canada where I live is really spend a lot of time um, returning to different cities and cultivating an audience and, you know, getting to know different artists and getting to know uh, people in each city so they would have an opportunity this time around when I came back that I wasn't taking them by surprise. But there were some really interesting stops along the way. I played in um, Kelowna on, on Monday, which is a smaller center, which I've played in before. Um, and they were a little bit less familiar with what I was doing, which is like experimental music on the trumpet. And more remarkably, I played in a, a, a Soyuz last night, um, which is a town of 5,000 in the south of the ok Okanagan um, for people... I, who I think by and large were wholly unfamiliar with the idea of kind of noise trumpet playing like I do um, and extended techniques trumpet playing. And uh, it was really well received and everybody was really um, kind. And so I'm, I'm really grateful to have been able to cross the country and pay, play for people who are familiar with my work, but also, you know, play for people who would have no idea that this music maybe existed otherwise and everything in between. So it was really a wonderful trip. Yeah, no, I mean, it really intrigues me, this experimental trumpet playing and what it sounds like. And I don't, I, I think for many of our listeners today, too, it's something that um, they've probably never really heard about. And it sounds like something that um, would be really cool to check out. Do you have um, tracks that we can listen to, like, online? Yeah, sure. I have a SoundCloud. It's um, soundcloud.com forward slash Craig hyphen Peterson, P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N. I also have a website, craigpeterson.com, uh, and you can hear some of the tracks there. And if anybody is so inclined, they can also order and buy the disc from me through the website. And since you've, you're in Vancouver right now, but um, you um, I started off your career as a trumpet player in Montreal, correct? Well... I've had kind of a 
a lot of roots in BC. I was born in the interior and I lived in Victoria for kind of the latter half of my childhood. But the last 10 years, which is when I've established myself as somebody playing the kind of music that I do in Canada, uh, that was primarily done in both Ottawa and Montreal. Right. Is the music scene quite um, quite distinct in you know Montreal versus here in Vancouver? Would you say that uh, the uh, experimental trumpet um, scene is a little bit more vibrant um, in different areas of Canada? Well, to say that an experimental trumpet scene exists is a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> there are certainly artists in the world. There are certainly artists in the world working in the kind of same realm as I do. Most notably for me um, are two trumpet players from New York, Nate Woolley and Peter Evans. And um, one of my favorite European trumpet players is uh, Axel Derner. And so there are people, I mean, I don't, I couldn't say how many trumpet players there are in the world doing it. But uh, to step uh, one step wider in the kind of circle, there are certainly um, a very developed improvised music scene in Montreal, which is an experimental music scene. I mean, um, Vancouver has a really lovely and wonderful scene as well. It is a little smaller, I think, although I'm I'm not an expert on this scene enough to be able to speak about it with any authority. Um, one of the advantages about being out east for me is that there are a lot of cities that are close together. On this tour, I was able to play Kingston, Ottawa, Montreal, Peterborough, Kitchener, Waterloo, Guelph, and Toronto. And with the exception of a couple stretches, that was all you know, two or three hours of driving between each day. So that's one thing. So there's a little bit um, higher population density, which makes it a little bit easier for me to make my living as an artist and to travel around and perform. Mm -hmm. And then there's also proximity to New York and Chicago. And, you know, I don't want to talk about New York as being the holy grail of places to go, but there is some, there is certainly a, a history in New York that, uh, jazz music and and free jazz music ha has a lot of roots in, and oh, yeah. same with Chicago. And so being close to there has given me the opportunity to travel down there and talk to people who who played with some of the great jazz jazz musicians and of the kind of classic jazz era or the the eras from sixties to nineties and and beyond into now even. And so. So um, that's what being at out, out East has really done for me. And this tour has been really wonderful to come back West because I get to uh, share all the things that I love with people who also love it here in, in BC. Mm. So taking into account um, everything that you've been learning thus far with this tour, um, what are some um, concrete, I guess, further career uh plans as a trumpet player you have um, moving forward after this tour? Like, what can we expect from you in, um, I guess, the new year, really? Well, you know, I released, um, I think, 10 albums in the last five years. Wow. <laughs> so I think I'll probably... You are very busy. <laughs> I, I, I think I'll probably continue on the track of, of releasing music and writing music. My goal is to um, continue contributing to kind of the national culture of, of of art and music. And so, you know, I have no concrete p plans beyond continuing to make recordings and tour, spend time with the people that I re whose work I really admire, and um, continue trying to discover what it is that I value and create work that represents all of that. And mm. that's, you know, that's my life's work, basically, is... Mm -hmm that no oh, that's great and we are very appreciative to have um such i guess um a very unique i guess musician in our studio here mm, today thank live. you very much um so i guess as a final question uh for anybody who is listening out there and who is planning to pursue a career in the music industry um what are some kind of key pieces of advice that you've learned um, starting off as a trumpet player and then moving into this new kind of um a more more indie, more low, sure, not yeah. on the radar field of music. Sure. I mean, I think the best thing that I can say to anybody is to pursue things really genuinely with a lot of care, 
for what they're doing. Um, I think at this stage in the game, there's so there's such a limit to um, kind of what there is to be made financially in the arts, and I think that it, it always has been. And to keep that in per like to keep in perspective that what really needs to drive the quality of our work is to do it born out of interest and love and care for the work. And that along with that, to be extremely, exceedingly patient um, with ourselves and the people around us. And then, you know, to work uh, on building really strong communities and strong relationships and be kind to people. Because, you know, we don't, we might not have a um, large enough population in Canada to support kind of a patronage system for experimental arts, you know. So the best thing that we can do is build really strong communities and cultivate uh, sharing the things that we value and care about in our work and the world through our through our work to other people. That's right. what that's what I really think. Right. Well, thank you so much again uh, for being on our show, and hopefully, you know, uh, with the with the music that you continue to produce in the new year, we can. Uh, be able to check back in on how things are going. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, arts reporters, please do stay tuned. We're going to have just a couple PSAs, and we'll be right back with um, um, many more guests. Bam! Peanut butter and jam! What the f*** are you doing, Phil? Right now! Right now! Right now it's time to... Peanuts and you dig them, you dig them, you dig them, dig them, dig them, then you crush them, you crush them, you crush them, crush them, crush them, then you spread them, you spread them, you spread them, spread them, spread them. Peanut, peanut butter, peanut, peanut butter. If you're looking for the best in local music and local food, it's got to be Peanut Butter and Jams with your host Brenda and Jordy, alternating Thursdays, 6 to 7.30. Check it out. just wanted to do a nice experimental music radio show and maybe throw in some a nice talking that anonymous like a private audience yeah, I mean talks. I think I can I can talk and that's good enough I can play music sometimes for things that are not all right I just radio assays and travesties radio catechisms half-baked philosophy and criticism experimental beat music avant-garde post-punk industrial from TV. My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future, and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come on. I won't let you down. Follow me. Monday, 7 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM. Welcome.
Welcome back, Arts Reporter listeners. Um, you are listen to, listening to the Arts Report um, here on CITR 101.9 FM. Um, we have a very special guest um, here in studio today, um, Alex, who is here to talk to us about Just for Laughs. Just for Laughs Northwest 2016. And what is that? That is <laughs> a very special guest. First name only. <laughs> it's, uh, you know what? Just for Laughs, Northwest 2016 is the evolution of the Vancouver uh, Comedy Fest scene, which uh, used to be the Vancouver Comedy Fest and then grew up into the Northwest Comedy Fest and now has joined forces with Montreal's Just for Laughs. And they're together. And 2016, there's a huge lineup of uh, live comedy of all different kinds. Who are some of the um, notable people who are coming in for uh, this this uh, festival? Yeah, you've got your uh, you've got your Lewis Blacks. Is that a phone call? Take a phone call. No. <laughs> uh, we got yeah, we got Lewis Black coming in to rant at the Hard Rock Casino, and we've got Wanda Sykes. We've, and it's not just stand up. Um, Miranda sings. YouTube sensation who was on uh, Seinfeld's um, show recently is coming in, but those those will sell pretty well. I wanted to plug some of the uh, the local shows and okay. the the really cool shows that um, like Todd Berry's coming in, who is on the Louis Show from time to time, and he's doing his podcast and he's also doing uh, at at Yuck Yuck's Comedy Club uh, for two nights. He's going to be doing his crowd work tour. And his um, and his material. So for his crowd work tour, it's like a stand-up show, but uh, no no prepared material. He's just going to be talking to people in the audience for a full hour, which is super cool. And as far as I know, no one's really doing that in, in Vancouver or anywhere. So yeah, that that should be really great. And uh, we've got Wes Barker as well, who's a Vancouver native, and uh, Wes is really cool. He um, he used to be in construction, and he quit to pursue a career in magic and uh, was on Penn & Teller's show and actually fooled Penn & Teller and is now going to be at the Vogue doing his uh, his magic show. Wow. It, this yeah. seems like a really great lineup of um, comedians and magicians and mm-hmm. other singers, etc. Um, are you a comedian? What is your role in this uh, Just for Laughs uh, I do a show here on a CITR, a comedy show, every Thursday morning uh, where we will talk to touring comics that are coming in on the weekend. So you can listen to my show from 8 to 9 a.m. every Thursday. Uh, call, it's called Vancouver Right. And uh, I have a podcast by the same name. I can, uh, I'll can i be uh, at the Comedy Mix this Friday if you want to come check me out. But no, I'm really just here to, to plug my friends' shows and uh, to try to get this I would really like this to be something that happens every year and be super successful because um, I grew up watching the Just for Laughs show on TV. Me too. You know, the Montreal. And uh, the fact that Vancouver is just growing as a city and now we have a big comedy fest is is super cool. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. And I mean, you know, you have uh, an entire show dedicated to comedy and you're plugging this show. For yourself, what do you think it is? What are the factors that make um, a comedy show great? Um, in your opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm definitely the right person to ask that as I know everything about comedy and I'm really just a god in the comedy scene. So humble. Yeah. uh, No, I I have no idea. I think that's, I have have no clue, you know. Um, If you you try to explain a joke, it usually makes the joke not funny anymore, right? So I think that's, the only thing I could say is that comedy is kind of a mystery and that's why we have so many, so many different kinds, you know. Um, it's pretty new art form if you think about it. The the stand up comic of just having somebody on a stage uh, is is really new. I mean, it goes back to vaudeville, and uh, but it's it's still growing and developing. If you look at, I mean, what I was saying before with Todd Berry and his crowd work tour, that's somebody who was going okay. Stand up's been going this way for now a couple decades, uh, and now we'll take it in a new direction. And somebody will take it in a totally new direction next year too. And um, yeah, I, I have no idea, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to see what you're into, go to the fest, check it out or listen to my show <laughs> every Thursday. No, that sounds great. Um, so just remind our listeners one more time about, um, how they can w- 
when the show starts, where it's happening. And I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I hope people who um, have all kinds of all different kinds of senses of humor can go and check out um, what's what's just for laughs northwest 2016 yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fantastic um where can they find more uh details on the events again uh, you can Google Just for Laughs Northwest 2016. And, Fantastic. Uh, it actually it's, it just released the lineup. So pre-sale just went, went on sale. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, the, the tickets will be available for a while. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to get right in there. And it sounds like we've got another cool guest that kind of ties into this yes. pretty well within this yes. Vancouver scene. You know what? Why don't we do a very smooth segue um, Kurt, we have our next guest on who's here to talk about an improvisation show happening in Havana at Havana Theatres. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, we are, I'm part of Instant Theatre Company. Okay. Uh, we are a local improv troupe. We do a lot of improvisational theatre. And uh, yeah, later this week, uh, starting tomorrow actually, from Thursday to Saturday, we are doing a sort of diehard, uh, lethal weapon inspired show called Loose Cannons 2, The 12 Days of Kicking Ass. Uh, where we will take uh, just a suggestion from the audience, and from that we'll spin a, an entire hour and a half, two hours of uh, improvised comedy and theater wow. uh, in, in the style of the diehards, the epic 80s action movies. I'm uh, sure you guys have done mm-hmm. practice runs of this. Has it been quite hard to fill up that hour and a half? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not. A, I, th- I think we're all a bunch of seasoned uh, improvisers who've been doing it for a while, so it's length is not the issue. It's more just, you know, making it good and yeah. uh, making it funny and all that sort of stuff. And really, like, you know, staying true to that, that action movie genre. Yeah. H- have you seen Die Hard? Yep, and yep. Th- I've uh, seen, watched uh, all those movies in, in preparation for this. And what was, yeah. what was um, why why that theme? What, what's, what's so great about those kind of films that you guys used it to be a, the uh, kind of theme for your guys' improvisation shows? Uh, well, uh, primarily it's just uh, there's like really, really fun movies. They're sort of the, the 80s machismo sort of coalesced into uh, these kind of two hours of taking down bad guys and, you know, saving the day. And that's all, that's tons and tons of fun as well as uh, it's just like a very, yeah, it's just a very fun action genre to play in and, you know, um, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just super fun, and Bruce Willis is great. So how can you not? No, yeah. for sure. I mean, and who um, who are kind of the people that you are also who's also going to be in on the show? Any notable people that? Uh, uh, so our director is Alistair Cook. Okay. Uh, he's the director of Instant Theater. He does a lot of uh, improv for improv in uh, in sort of the Vancouver scene. He produces the Vancouver International Improv Festival and Vancouver Sketch Fest, uh, which is coming up in January as well. And also, we just have a bunch of local improvisers. Um, if you come to any sort of the improv or sketch or comedy shows around town, you'll see names like Carrie Donaldson, Ronald, Dar- uh, sorry, not Ronald, uh, Essay Atawo, uh, Ali Entwistle, uh, Patrick Dodge, Brent Hirose, Brad Duffy. A lot of these people are at um, perform all around town. Uh, you can see them sometimes with uh, VTSL, uh, the Theater Sports League shows, sometimes with. Um, the fictional shows and just a whole bunch of stuff around town. Yeah. How how long have you been doing improv? Uh, this is a, like my fourth year doing it pretty consistently. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's been uh, it's been super fun. I just kind of started uh, the last year of my undergrad here at UBC because I was just kind of burnt out with school, so I just started uh, doing improv with a group here actually at UBC called the Chinese Varsity Club, and they sort of do an improvised two script dinner theater show, and I sort of fell in love with that and just kind of kept going from there. Right, yeah. for sure. Well, that sounds like both really great events. Are you going to have a first date on hand if things get, somebody gets hurt? Uh, we'll have an improvised first date, which <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> useless, uh, absolutely <laughs> useless. <laughs> if you like imaginary band-aids, then uh, definitely be there for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Arts Reporter listeners. So two great events to really uh, check out, and um, we are going to be right back again with... Uh, A few PSAs, but also um, more great guests. So stay tuned. This is Arts Report um, on CITR 101.9 FM. Now repeat after me. Bugger off. Bugger off. Sod. Sod. 
Bloody. Bloody. Now put them all together. Bugger off, you bloody sod. Bugger off, you bloody sod. Okay, you're in. Let's smash things up. Every Saturday, from noon to 1 p.m., listen to Generation Annihilation on CITR 101.9 FM, UBC Radio, in Vancouver. It's only a dream, 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 it's only a dream. Power Chord, every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. <laughs> troubled, you've been broke, you've been hungry, no job, no money, the one you love has deserted you, that makes you blue. Got the blues? Just want to hear some blues? Tune in every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 for Code Blue, right here on CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver, www.citr.ca. Code Blue. Here's how he feels, but blues ain't nothing but a man, good man feeling bad. No, <laughs> that's all that is. Tune in every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. with your host, Jed, as he starts off with some serene, chill tracks at the beginning and slowly builds to the insanest face melters of all time. Crescendo will take you on a musical magic carpet ride that you couldn't imagine in your wildest dreams. Welcome back, arts reporters. Um, you are listening to the Arts Report, um, he, arts report uh, here at CITR 101.9. And I have a very, very special um, kind of uh, event to share to you guys about. And that is for Blackbird Theatre. Blackbird Theatre is celebrating its 10th anniversary. And in honor of the of this kind of mild milestone um they are going to be doing a production of the rivals um, which is a play that will be happening from december 28th to january the 23rd at the Kulch. Um this production is a timeless comedy of manners set in the edwardian era um, pre-downtown abbey it is directed by jonah wright um, and is definitely going to be a production to keep your eye out for. So um, actually, for today, we are going to be doing a ticket giveaway for the Rivals. So um, if you guys would like to um, win those pair of tickets, please um, find us on Facebook. We are The Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. And um, just be sure to give us a message with the title being The Rivals. Um, blackbird theater and we will the first person to do that will get um, those pair of tickets um so the next guest that we have in studio is going to be tim carlson who is going to be talking to us about cbc's new hit sitcom young drunk punk so i'm going to uh get him in studio and um in the meantime while i do that uh please do stay tuned. I'm going. I apologize. I'm going to be just playing uh, one or two more PSAs uh, while I do that. Thanks. Stay tuned to Arts Report at CITR 101.9 FM.
tune in every other Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. for Blood on the Saddle with your host, Dan N. For real, authentic country. This week on the Arts Report, film, theater, dance, books, visual art, and more. Every Wednesday at 5 p.m., the Arts Reporters explore what's fun, fascinating, campy, or critical in the Vancouver art scene. You can find bonus content on our Mixcloud, Facebook, and Twitter. Got an idea for a review, interview, or original production? Email arts at citr.ca. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. or anytime on citr.ca. That was a little piece of self-promotion <laughs> with that PSA. Um, and as promised, uh, so our guest right now is Tim Carlson. He is here to talk to about talk to us about CBC's new sitcom, Young Drunk Punk. Hello, Tim. Hey, how's it going? Great. Um, tell me about this sitcom. What's it about? Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Young Drunk Punk is uh, is set in 1980 in Calgary. And it's sort of loosely based on uh, Bruce McCullough from The Kids in the Hall, his growing up in Calgary, being kind of an outsider and not really fitting in. Um, and I play uh, sort of a loosely uh, based younger version of him um, in the show. And uh, it's sort of about myself and my best friend Shinky. We've just finished high school. We're now, we want to get out, but we don't really have the tools to do it. So it's sort of trying to figure out what the next step is for us. And then it also follows the rest of the family as well. So this, the genre, I guess, of this sitcom would be mm -hmm. kind of comedy coming of age? Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Comedy of coming of age is a perfect description for it. Gotcha. And so far, um, what has the experience been like? Has it been a good experience for yeah. you? Yeah, it was totally incredible. I, uh, I was out shooting in Calgary, which was really great. And we actually shot uh, at the same townhouse location that Bruce grew up in. Um, so that was quite cool. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really amazing. I mean, I was there for three months, and we were shooting Monday to Friday, like 12 hours a day. So that was pretty wild. It was definitely uh, a new experience for me. Uh, but I really l thrived in that environment, that sort of intensity, uh, which was really, really great. And to get to do comedy as well, which is something that I love so much, and um, to do it on that scale was really incredible. Right, for sure. And uh, tell me a little bit about how uh, the reception and the ratings have been so far for Young Drunk. It's been, Punk. yeah, it's been great. Uh, people have been, uh, it's been really well received. And I think uh, the show really, really takes off about mid-season. Um, so people that do watch it really get hooked, which is really great. And I think by the end of the season, the show really, uh, really sinks into its sort of um, sweet spot. Uh, so the last few episodes really, really fly, which is really great. Tell me about how um, you being the, almost like the main character in this sitcom yeah. compares to um, the other acting positions yeah. that you've had. Is this kind Definitely. of like a very big thing? or is Totally. This... This was, uh, it was pretty new for me. I, I trained in theater, um, yeah, at Studio 58 at Langara. So I had a background in that as well as improvisation. I've been improvising for like a decade. Uh, so my sort of uh, experience had mostly been on stage. Mm -hmm. And um, when this part came along uh, that particular year, it was a couple of years ago, I didn't have any theater work lined up. And so I said to my agent, I was totally free. And I booked a few uh, television gigs. So that was kind of cool. So it was sort of a new experience for me. And then this show came along. And it was sort of fortuitous. It was kind of right place, right time. I auditioned in Vancouver. But then I went on tour with a group that I tour with, Lorax Improv. We started touring um, right after that audition. So I did that. And then I knew I was going to have a callback because I'd been told, you're going to have a callback. We just don't know when yet. So I was like, OK. And in the meantime, I had flown to Detroit to do the improv festival there. And the whole time I'm checking my phone to see if I'm going to have to fly back. Right. Nothing, nothing. I'm like, okay, okay. And this is like now I auditioned originally for it in July and now we're into August. And uh, so after the Detroit Festival, we went to the uh, Edmonton Fringe Festival to do a run of 10 shows there. And so we were performing and about midweek, I get the call from my agent and she's like, okay, you're, uh, it was on a Friday. She's like, 
you have an audition for it, a callback for it on Tuesday in Vancouver. So I'm like, okay, so now I have to figure wow. out how to get back. I have to book a flight back to Vancouver. And at this point I told, because at this point I hadn't told many people about it. I didn't want to get people's hopes up and things like that. So I told my parents, I was like, look, this is a situation. Can I borrow some money to get a flight? I was like, I promise if I book it, I'll pay you back. And they're like, yes, of course, my parents are, are really supportive that way, which is great. And so on uh, on the Monday night, I flew back. On Tuesday morning, I did the callback for the show. I went home Tuesday afternoon, and I was making myself lunch. This was about an hour after the callback. And I get a call from the casting uh, director. They want to fly me to Toronto to test for the show. So, wow. Yeah, but meanwhile, I had already booked a flight back to Edmonton that night. So I still had to fly back to Edmonton. Then on Wednesday... I flew to Toronto. On Thursday, I tested for the show. And then on Thursday night, I flew back to Edmonton to finish out the fringe. So it was like... That is absolutely wild. hectic. Yeah. And it was, super insane. Yeah, it was great. It was it was, it was was pretty crazy. It was like just four days, like four flights in four days in total madness. But, um, but that weekend, I probably did some of the best improv of my life because I was just so relieved for it to be done. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it... Those kind of experiences just kind of come with the job, I yeah, guess, as yeah, a exactly. the actor slash yeah. theater. Yeah. Um, so do you find that um, acting on television mm-hmm. fits um, your personality better than acting on stage? Oh, it's, it's so different. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's very different. There's uh, The nice thing about film and television is that you can get really close and intimate, and, and, uh, and a lot of it is almost more technical in a way. Um, but because of that, you also have multiple cracks at it, so you really can nail it. But what I love about theater and improv especially is the live aspect, which you just can't be recreated. It's, it's the most amazing thing about it, and that's what I love to do. So it's, re- it's tough. It's very apples and oranges. Um, but I've been, the more film and TV that I've been doing, I've been really enjoying it. And it's something I never sort of pictured myself doing when I started out. So it's been a pretty exciting ride in that way. Yeah, I know for sure. And I mean, with the sitcom, the, uh, you really get to know the character a lot yeah. more intimately because it's mm-hmm. such a longer period and yeah. you do different things with that character. Yeah. Um, for yourself, um, what are, how have you been connecting with, um, this character in Young Drunk Punk and what are some of the... If you can, like, give us mm-hmm. some of the scenes where, like, you were like, man, this is really so good. mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was when I first got it and, and Bruce was talking to me before we even started shooting, you know, he was saying that, you know, this, this character is sort of loosely based on me, but it's not me. Like, I want you to bring yourself to the role. And I was mm-hmm. like, of course. And I, as I was sort of building it, because I, I had watched a lot of Kids in the Hall and, and things like that, and I sort of saw it as where – you know, 18-year-old Bruce and 18-year-old Tim kind of met somewhere in the middle was Ian. Um, and and through that, I, I took my own experiences of being a teenager, and I think a lot of what Ian goes through is he really believes in what he's talking about, and he really believes that he's right, and he's very idealistic in a lot of ways. And so he, it's like he believes that he has all the answers if people would just listen to him. It's like you just... You just have to listen to me like I know what I'm talking about. And I remember being, you know, 18 right out of high school and feeling that way. And, and in retrospect, it's like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no life experience. But I remember feeling that way and, and really believing that, like, no, 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 like, I have really great ideas if people would only listen to me. So that was definitely something that I brought to the table. And there's uh, a great scene in the very beginning of the season Um uh, which you can watch on the CBC website, which is great. They're streaming all the episodes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so in the very beginning of the season, and, and he's sitting down with his guidance counselor, and he's talking about how he doesn't know what he wants to be, but he knows what he doesn't want to be. And I was like, I definitely know what that is. Like, I, I know, I don't really know what I exactly want to be, but I definitely know what I don't want to be. <laughs> so that was that was something that resonated with me. And there's moments in in, I think, every episode that really – strike a chord which is really great so tell us about how you did end up in theater then if you yeah. know coming out of you know high school you're like I really don't know what I want to be yeah. but I know what I don't want to be it was sort of like because uh, I, I started doing theater in high school uh, I did a program outside of my school and I really started to love it but I was I never thought it initially that I could make a career out of it it was always sort of like well this is going really well maybe I'll see you know, I'll, I'll see if I'll keep doing it for the rest of high school. And then I, I came to a point where I was like, okay, well, 
you know what? I want to take this to the next level, and I want to see if I'll go to school for it and see what comes of it. It was it was always sort of a like, I'll do it and then see if it works. I'll keep doing it. And then I got to a point in school when I started going to Studio Fifty Eight about a year, and it was like it really kind of hit home that it was like, oh yeah, I can make a career out of this. This is exactly what I want to do. Hmm. And in this world, I mean, you know, not just theater, but in in comedy and stuff like that. And so that's when it sort of hit for me that it was like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do, and I can make a run of it. And what was nice about that was, you know, no matter what happens now, even now, and sort of how my life unfolds, I'll know I'll keep that in my life in some way or another, even if it's not how I make my living. Um, hopefully it will be, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, it, that was sort of when it really hit home for me when I gotcha. sort of realized I could make a career out of it. And how do you think you've grown as an actor working with, um, many seasoned actors on this program too? Definitely. Like, are there any, um, um, people who have kind of, uh, actors or actresses on the show that have kind of taken you under their wing and yeah. like, given you advice? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, sort of all, I think I took something from everybody. Uh, working with Bruce was really incredible. Someone who has such a rich comedy background and is so seasoned and, you know, and he was always so generous about that. He was, and I even saw him not that long ago. I was in LA in November and I went over to his house and, you know, I had lunch with him and his wife who was also in the show and played his wife on the show. Um, and they were so great about that. And, and he was always, you know, he would point things out to me. A lot of the time, even if I wasn't in the scene, I would be sitting, you know, next to the monitor watching because I, I, started to get interested in directing and things like that because I was like, I want to see how this works because it's so different from theater and how that's directed. So I was like, I want to see how this plays out. And he was always, you know, willing to give me tips and, and advice and things like that. And then uh, and the uh, woman who plays my sister, Allie McDonald, was absolutely hilarious. Like, she's so funny. She just, it, it comes so naturally to, like, her timing and just watching her watching her work was just like it was so much fun because so often it was like as soon as we called cut everybody would be laughing because of what she was doing it was just like it was perfect um and uh yeah and and you know learning from my uh, the guy who plays my best friend Atticus Mitchell who's done a lot of television a lot he was on Fargo he was on um a show called My wow. Babysitter's a Vampire like he's he's been around for a while and he's younger than I am and so watching him work in a way too, someone who had been in that situation before and was totally comfortable, it definitely, I, I became more comfortable because of that. It was like, oh, okay, I can relax here. You know, I can kind of sink into it and take my time. And so that was really great. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's really exciting for you, Tim. Yeah. And um, I guess you should... Definitely um, be sure to contact us again yeah, when you of guys have your, uh, yeah. I don't know, like season finale. When is the last episode for this show? It actually came out last night. Uh, <laughs> oh. But that's okay. Uh, you Like I said, you can watch it on the website. Uh, okay. Streaming all the episodes. Uh, if you're like me and you don't have cable, uh, you can just watch it online. Um, so that's great. Uh, Fantastic. And it's ha it has been renewed for its second season? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We'll hear in the new year. We'll hear in January whether or not... Uh, if it's gotten renewed for another season, so fingers crossed. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, so we'll see. Right. But I also do um, I also do live comedy here in town. I run a weekly improv show at Little Mountain Gallery called uh, Little Mountain Improv um, with a bunch of really really talented improvisers in the city. So every Tuesday night at nine p.m. or at eight thirty p.m. 8.30 p.m. No, fantastic. Okay, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. um, well, thank you again for yeah, being on our show. And um, Arts Reporter listeners, we probably are going to have one more guest before we finish off um, the show entirely. Um, so please do stay tuned. You are listening to the Arts Report at CITR 101.9 FM. You have hair? Do you want to help children in need? The UBC Cancer Association has an event for you. Cuts for Cancer provides visitors with professional haircuts with all proceeds going to the Canadian Cancer Society. With a donation of over 8 inches, the haircut is free. Hair donations are made into wigs for patients at the BC Children's Hospital. Last year we raised over $65,000, but this year we hope to break $100,000. Help make our dreams possible this February. Check out the UBC Cancer Association Facebook page for more details. 
interested in human rights and social justice? Come check out Amnesty International UBC. We fight to stop human rights violations all over the world, including here in Canada. Our club hosts letter writing sessions, social events, documentary nights, bar fundraisers, and current events discussions on a bi-weekly basis. So keep your ears open and check out our Amnesty International UBC Facebook page for more information. We look forward to promoting human rights with you. My name is David Scott. I play wide receiver for the University of British Columbia football team, and I'm here to discuss the Be More Than a Bystander program. Myself and a few other players were lucky enough to work alongside the BC Lions and EVA, the Ending Violence Association, to support this cause. The main goal of the Be More Than a Bystander initiative is to increase awareness of domestic violence against women. For more information on the cause, please visit endingviolence.org. Welcome back to the Arts Report. Um, my name is Christine. I am your host. And we do have um, another guest on our show for at least the last, the next 10 minutes. 10 minutes and that is David. David is here to talk about um, talk about something called Sing It Forward. Um, let's just see if we can get him on the air. Hello? 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 Hi, David. Um, thank yep. you so much again for being on our show. Tell us about uh, what Sing It Forward is. Uh, Sing It Forward is a fundraiser concert that uh, that my wife and I started for, I guess, five years ago now. It's been running for five years, and this year will be the final, fifth and final installment of it. It raises money for the St. James Music Academy, which is a not-for-profit organization uh, that teaches uh, classical music lessons to kids on the downtown east side who uh, can't uh, afford it. Wow, and is um, your guys' personal uh, career, ex previous career experience in classical music, what kind of motivated you guys to start this fundraiser, or um, what, what, were, what, what else were kind of the motivating? I, I, I grew up with classical music lessons, uh, but I'm a pop musician now. I play in a band, Hey Ocean, and um, among other, uh, other bands, I play my own music, and mm -hmm. uh, it's just had a really big effect on my life, and i both my wife and I feel pretty strongly uh, about the importance of youth music education and the benefits it, it brings, uh, not only the kids, um, but also the community that they live in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like such a um, selfless endeavor. Um, how, how has the uh, proceeds been? Has it been a very successful, you think, fundraiser? Yeah, we've raised uh, over one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in uh, the in the over the course of the event over four years, and uh, by the end of the uh, event this year, coming in January on uh, the fourteenth and the fifteenth of January, our hope is to have raised more than two hundred thousand dollars for the school. Wow, that's that's absolutely great. Um, have and how has um how has it been? I guess just. Uh, meeting other people and um, growing your connection base uh, through Sing It Forward. Um, have you guys, um, do you think this has been a very positive experience for you too? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been an absolutely amazing, uh, you know, life-changing experience. I think uh, really it's, I've been using a lot of um, my existing uh, network as a musician to get my friends to come and take part. And mm. it's been amazing to see how uh, quickly they respond and, and just how how much they really want to give back. And uh, we've just had an incredible lineup of artists over the years um, performing. And, 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 you know, it's a, it's a really unique show. It's it's kind of one of a kind. And, and uh, there's nine bands that play, uh, and they play sort of different... Uh, uh, they play kind of like alternate versions of the music acoustic or sort of broken down versions. There's lots of collaboration between artists that you would never see anywhere else. And then they also perform with the kids' choir and uh, some of the kids' orchestra. So um, it's uh, it's a pretty pretty incredible night of music. 
Hmm. And tell us a little bit more about how our listeners can um, either get tickets to the event or um, can uh, find ways to support what you guys are doing. Um, well, if you want to buy a ticket, you can go to singitforward.com. Sing it forward is uh, forward is FWD. Uh, singitforward.com, and uh, you can. This year will be two nights, so you can get a ticket to one night or the other or both. Uh, the lineups on both nights are different. So, um, and then the uh, if they want to donate to St. James or mm-hmm. find out more about St. James, you can go to www.sjma.ca and uh, and donate there. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for um, talking to us about the show. Um, I guess any last words about um, about about getting people on board with this and um, to really um, help in the ways that they can? Um, you know, I think uh, just, you know, for us, we've really discovered through Seeking Forward that it's, you know, you can do so much in your own community and and there's already so much going on in, in our own communities that you can support uh, if you're not necessarily starting something up. So I really, really encourage people to, to go and pursue their uh, they're passionate about um, and uh, support the cause that they care about. Um, and uh, and come out to Singapore forward, check it out. Um, once again, January 14th and 15th at the Vogue Theatre. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, yeah, really, for telling us about this event. And um, I do wish you the best um, with reaching that goal of 200,000, right? Yeah. Yeah. um, And, uh, yeah, it's great to hear more about these kind of events that have a deeper, um, a deeper, kind of more of a, um, more of a deeper meaning to them than just, um, than just, just plain entertainment or just profit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you so much again. And um, hopefully, you know, if uh, after this uh, fundraiser, you guys decide to, you and your wife decide to take on um, some other fundraising projects um, to help, you know, um, different areas of Vancouver City, please do let us know about it. Because <laughs> we'd yeah, of course, um, definitely. Yeah, love Thanks to so do what we can. Me. Thank you again. Okay, have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye. That was David. Please do check out um, Sing It Forward um, when you guys have time. Um, And, you know, that does end off our show for this week. Um, Arts Report will be on break for the holidays. Um, So while you will not be hearing from us um, anytime soon, please do um, tune in again to our show. Um, Our very first show in the new year is going to be January 6th. Uh, January 6th at 5 p.m. here at CITR 101.9 FM live. Um, So yeah, that's it for the Arts Report. Uh, The next hour is going to be Sharing Science. It is a rerun episode of Nuclear Fusion. So uh, please do stay tuned for that. And um, as always, thank you so much for spending uh, this hour getting to know about the cool arts and culture productions and events going in and around Vancouver. And uh, yeah, we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So uh, next up is Sharing Science and um, thanks again for listening. December 18th, for one night only, come see formerly on hiatus Vancouver band SSRI's Reunite Live at the Wise Hall. The lineup will feature the membership of the 2010 LP effeminate Godzilla-sized wind chimes. Don't go see Star Wars, come see SSRI's Reunion Show. Guest bands include TV Ugly, Blessed, and Redrick Sultan. Tickets are $10. Check out the SSRI's on Facebook for more information. This is one night only, so don't miss out. It also caught the attention of the coolest people from Squamish to Bellingham. Music fans, students, and members of various cultural communities. If you want your ad to do the same, advertise with CITR and Discorder. If you've got a rad new ad or just something you want to share, whether in print, on air, or online, promote your wares, services, or events with us. 
Contact us at advertising at CITR.ca or call 604-822-4342. Visit CITR.ca for rates, information, and packages. This is the end of our ad, and if you're still here, we must be doing something right. <laughs>